Hey, Hoff. Why don't you start the episode? There's always this uh, thing where I want to be like, oh, I meant movie. No, shit, I'm watching television. I meant to say, ah, hmm. But uh, hi, everyone. Welcome back to Obscure Chatter. I'm Terry Doty, your host. If this is your first time listening, well, you might hear some beeps. You might not, because when I'm doing a solo episode, I'm actually really good about not talking about the thing that I'm watching. But again, if you are new, I am watching something that I love. It initially started being movies and top five-ish favorite movies of my guests or myself that are things that you would love to show somebody else to help them get insight into you and your likes and dislikes. I think this is probably one of the better times that I've explained that. <laughs> and no one's here, but you are. Thank you for listening. Uh, but yes, today I am watching the first episode of a very underrated show that you're not going to know what I'm talking about because of this beep that's about to happen when I say the title, which is <laughs> This show has some of the best working actors in the fucking biz. And if you want to know about it, buy me a drink sometime post-COVID when we're both vaxxed. Speaking of vaxxed. I'm pretty sure. Hoff, can you remind me and get on the talk box and obviously leave this in? Was Were we both vaxxed last time we talked? No? Not fully? Are you sure? Maybe. Okay. So, because, you know, time is a hellscape... I'm going to assume that we didn't. It tells you how often we listen to our own episodes. But yes, Hoth and I, Hoth, Planet Hoth. I'm married to Planet Hoth, not Stephen Hoth anymore. <laughs> this is going very well. Uh, Hoth and I are both fully vaccinated. And you guys, I gotta say, <sighs> nothing's really changed except um, I hugged my first friend in over a year, and I cried a lot yesterday. <laughs> like, a lot, a lot. Um, uh, Stephen and I actually went over to a friend's house where both her um, and her husband, who is also a dear friend, were both vaccinated. And I still, like, out of habit as we were walking to their front door, I'm like, should I put on my mask? Stephen's like, we, I mean, they know we're coming over. We're having dinner with them. Um, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I, I know, but maybe I, maybe I should have, uh, still put on my mask, like, as a sign of a, and they're like, like, as I'm still, like, freaking out about it, they're like, get inside. I'm like, oh, duh. But, oh my gosh, it, it would feel a lot better if I, if I weren't in a state that has less than 40% vaccinated. I know that that's a whole thing that I'm going to try to be more optimistic about than, honestly, the situation deserves, because, Jesus fucking Christ, it is, pardon me, I've actually been trying, a side note, I've been trying to get better about saying Jesus Christ. I've been saying Jiminy Cricket or uh, all Jiminy Christmas. Really been trying to be more respectful to the friends that really have a problem with it. And, but then it's just like a hair trigger thing. Like there are just things that you say whenever you're annoyed and that's one of them, but I'm trying to get better about that. Um, but anyways, there have just been moments, even, uh, 
you know, where uh, I'll I'll stick with the state. Obviously, there are a bunch of idiots out there that feel that <laughs> asking them to get vaccinated is uh, akin to a. Uh, being in the Holocaust, and it is very much not. Um, obviously, anyone listening to this show doesn't need to <laughs> get confirmation that getting vaccinated is nothing like being in the Holocaust. So, um, so we're both smart people. There you go. But I mean, I- I'm thinking about this because uh, I don't know if you do follow me on Twitter. You definitely. Or more than likely, you might have had me muted, and you might still have me muted if you follow me. But there was an incident a couple of months ago involving an AC repair guy at her house. And just to think that that was just a couple of months ago, and now I'm hugging a friend for the first time in over a fucking year, is bananas. So, I promised the AC company that I would take down the posts. But I did not promise that I wouldn't archive that entire ordeal that I talked about. But I also did not promise that I wouldn't talk about it on my podcast. It is a really weird thing uh, when I get into it. But there is, a, you know, there is an issue with our AC that's been going on off and on for a couple of years. And, you know, it's under warranty and blah, 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 blah. But... There was a point where uh, we were going to have it really finally looked at. Like, okay, can we fucking fix this? Because, you know, we paid for the warranty and we paid for this new system that was over 9000 friggin' dollars. So, <laughs> we, uh, we had our initial appointment and a couple of, day, uh, couple of days before, you know, the confirmation, like, hey, we are coming out, uh... My mother-in-law passed away. So when they called to confirm, like, you know, like, hey, are we still on? We're like, we're not. And, you know, they're doing that. Oh, I'm so sorry. Let's reschedule for this. And then uh, around the time that it was going to be rescheduled, the Texas winter storms happened. You know, those things where so many of us were without power or water or clean drinking water for days, weeks, some people are just now getting their shit back together. And a lot of people died. Um, That fun thing. So we had to reschedule again. So when the guy finally comes out, uh, he was fine initially. You know, it's that thing where I try not to be too much of a square, but it's weird having people come in or like have to do services around your house, especially around the time of COVID. For me... Uh, even before COVID and likely well after COVID, uh, I have a thing about being alone when service people are around. Um, Steven totally 100% understands. If it's a service that we've used consistently, uh, I'm a little more like, oh, okay, but I am one of those people that opens up the door. I'm like, can I see your identification, please? Um, and uh, all right, what's the passcode that we've initiated with this company? If you were really with this company, you would know that. Like, that's how paranoid I am. I've never had an incident with a service person, but I just can't be too sure. Again, uh, if if you've heard anything that I've ever been on before, probably that anime show is the biggest example. I've definitely talked about being stalked over years. And this is well before I was like a professional actor. So I'm 
you know, it's your house. You want to be careful as much as you can be. But then when you're in Texas and your AC ain't working, in the winter it's not that much of a problem. But, I mean, it also pertains to heat, which was a big deal in February for all of us Texans on this random grid. But anyways, uh, the guy initially started working and he was listening to his music in our garage, which is where, like, all the stuff to hook up is that isn't inside the house. Uh, The time before the last time AC people were in our house um, was well, like at least a year before COVID uh, became a thing. So uh, (laughs) like they were still like, it's still very much like, hey, please don't be fucking disgusting in my house because this isn't your house. Um, This is my house. Respect my house. When you are in my house, respect that it is not your house. You are not going to treat my house like it is your house or like it is nothing. You're in my damn house. Show some respect. So um, if you'll remember, I have a dog. And also, uh, if you'll remember, I I might need to remind you, we're in the middle of a pandemic. (laughs) So in the middle of working or like being like, okay, I have to test something. This guy that has been working only outside, walks into our house. Not even a courtesy knock, just walks into our house. Stephen and I, like, both rush to put our masks on and grab Willow because Willow's just chilling. She's in the house. Um, uh, rush to put that on, and Stephen meets the guy in the kitchen. You know, the you go to the garage through the kitchen, and that's where all this stuff is. And Stephen does his little, you know, like, halt, stop, or my mom will shoot. <laughs> I don't know why that's the reference I chose. I just recently watched it again. And yeah, I, I don't want to give anything away, but it definitely does not hold up. Even in the year that it was released, it didn't hold up. But uh, Stephen says, this, hey, you know, I need you to put your mask on and I need you to go outside. And the dude went, uh, I'm not going to put my mask on. And Stephen went, well, can you please, like, starts backing him away. Like, can you please get out of our house? And the dude doesn't move. And he went, it's not a big deal, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Obviously, I've got a much clearer memory about it when it was happening. Uh, But the dude didn't leave. It got to the point where I had to do my white bitch Becca voice, which is what I went, yeah, can you, like, go? That's literally what I did. I'm like, get out of our house. And finally, this dude, back, like, Stephen backs this dude out into the garage. This guy proceeds to say that the pandemic is over, and the pandemic is still very much going on, but our governor had just really, uh, you know, backed up on the, uh, or dropped the mask mandate. But the company that he works for definitely did not. The company that they work for definitely still has, to this day, a lot of signage talking about all the things they're doing to show them how safe, uh, to show their customers how safe they're being. It's very, very, like, it made me feel better seeing their website. The employee in question, not so much. Um, Steve, and he's like, well, if you wanted me to wear a mask, uh, to, to Steven, like, if you wanted me to wear a mask, you should have said something. And the dude wore a mask when he first arrived, you know, 
<laughs> so Stephen's like, I didn't think that I would have to. And, you know, later when this guy leaves, his mask was in our backyard. When you're outside and we left you alone, I fu- uh, like I understand. But one, you didn't <laughs> you didn't do even a simple courtesy knock when the owners of the house asked you to leave. You didn't leave. And <laughs> then you decided to mouth off. It was the weirdest thing. And Stephen, uh, and then the dude was like, well, okay, well, we've got to handle the bills. Stephen's like, we can handle that through something else. Like, you need to leave. Um, The dude did not leave. And finally, eventually just parked, like, by our neighbor's place Um, as we're, like, dealing with this whole thing. And, I, you know, I, I started posting about it. Uh, and did that thing that I never like to do. I actually shared the guy's name on my Twitter posts and being like, hey, did it up because the customer service wasn't helping us out. And I'm like, well, this is a pretty hefty bill. It was like $1,500 plus um, for the service. It was like uh, fixing a leak and giving us more Freon and uh, a couple of parts needed to be replaced. Um, so what this guy was going to do at the very end was double check his work and go inside for the internal thermostat that's, you know, inside a house and check it. He didn't say that. And uh, his uh, bedside manner left a lot to be fucking desired. But customer service wasn't really helping us. And we're like, well, you know what? You have our card on file, but I don't authorize the purchase until, uh, you know, the, um, Oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, something amazing is happening on screen. So I'm like, oh, mm. but uh, we're not going to authorize this price and everything until like we've talked to somebody about this guy that didn't like isn't upholding the standards like for COVID protocol. And also he wasn't welcome in our house. Like my dog could have attacked him. And just at the end of the day, like I do think how I was talking about earlier there's something about being other, and by other, I mean not a straight white man alone in your house. Like, I think about this constantly. I'm like, what if I decided, since I'd been working with this company for so long, that we should be fine, and they're following all the COVID stuff according to their website, so Stephen can't, you know, we can schedule it during the week, and Stephen doesn't have to be here. That would have been a whole other thing. I I mean, this this guy, just me and him, if he had done half of the stuff that he did with Steven, would have terrified me to my core. Um, and instead, it just really, really pissed me off. Um, but I felt like such an asshole still for posting the guy's name and photo, but the company wasn't getting back to us. So the uh you know I'm I've got the blue check mark on Twitter which doesn't mean anything except for the fact that I really needed this blue check mark when people were pretending to be me sending some of the most lewd insane stuff to clients of mine and potential clients like to the point where a client of mine in oh my god in Sweden, actually said, why am I getting, I'm sorry, excuse me for the lewd language, why am I getting cum shots from you? Like, whoa, what are you talking about? I'm like, that's not me. And he's like, 
okay, I didn't think it was you, but I <laughs> I just needed to bring it up because Jesus. Um <laughs> Like, sorry, dude. Uh, but eventually, I actually got, like, a good way with Twitter, and they verified me. So it made it harder, if not impossible, for someone to pretend to be me, to clients, and to my fans. Now, be it of age or underage, nobody wants to see that unwarranted. Like, there are websites for that if that's what you want to see. But I don't want anyone thinking that I'm sending them that. I won't even send my husband, like, a sexy, like, lingerie shot. And I'm kind of doing okay with that guy. All right? But anyways, getting back to it. They're not getting back to us, the AC company. Uh, like, hey, you know, not to be a dick or anything, but, like, are y'all going to do anything about this employee that really mouthed off to my husband, entered our ho- house unwarranted, and... um decided he didn't have to wear a mask in the middle of a pandemic in our home. Nothing happened until finally a sales manager got back to Stephen and said, you know, yeah, we'll, uh, you know, we'll reprimand him. But they did the the whole, like, uh, what can we do to make this right? Stephen's like, you can zero out that bill, zero out my account. I'm not paying for that service yesterday. You know, Stephen's just asking for the moon and seeing what they'll do. He's like, and you can fire. Oh, my God, what's the guy's name? I don't know if I've even said his name. You can fire Michael. And they're like, well, we're not going to fire him, the sales manager guy. Um, But we can zero out your bill. And Stephen's like, I'm really not happy with that. And the whole time, anytime they're interacting, I'm posting on Twitter about it, keeping people posted, because I've got other friends in Texas that are like, hey, I don't want to use this company. So, and, you know, other people are like, hey, this is not how you do customer service. And they're tagging the AC company the whole time. (sighs) But I don't know, the sales manager and another call, Stephen was really upset. And that's something in customer service. I mean, I've worked a slew of shitty jobs I've worked at some of the most thankless jobs that should be cool and aren't. And then there are the ones who are like, yeah, I knew this was going to be crappy. And still somehow it's crappier. But when a customer is upset, there is the whole, you know, like, if you cuss at me, I will hang up on you. So we always keep that in mind. But sometimes when you're really upset and, I don't know, Stephen still dealing with the loss of his mother... And COVID and craziness, the at the end of the day, the only thing you have is your house. Now, whether that's an apartment or a trailer or, you know, a condo, a townhome, and, or like an actual house like we have, this is all you have. And someone invaded that space and made no apologies for it. <sighs> you know, this is where I work and... I, I I was, like, constantly going through my mind. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, Willow hasn't seen anybody other than us pretty much since we got her. And, like, all it's going to take is a, hey, you're upsetting my owner. Like, all these things 
went through my mind. And I was also asking my neighbor, who's a cop, I'm like, hey, you know, like, do we need to do anything else? He's like, hey, I was there to perform a service. So no, you can't do anything about that. But yes, he should have left and blah, blah, blah. Like getting all these confirmations. Like, I'm typically known as someone that is brutally honest and a bit acerbic at times. I do try not to immediately go to She-Hulk status, but, or Hulk status, anything in the Hulk family. Um, one might even say Red Hulk, who knows? Uh, but anyways, the sales manager got really upset with Steven for getting upset. He went, dude, if, um, if you keep talking to me the way that you're talking to me, I'm going to hang up on you and I'm not going to do a damn thing. Well, I posted about that, and that was when the Stephen was it the main guy behind the AC company, or was it a regional manager or something? Who was it? it okay, so it was it was a, a really big person at the top that finally called Stephen, and it was like. Um, I thought it was about like maybe the sales manager thing, but they didn't say really like what got them involved until he did the whole thing again where he went, how can I make this right? And Steven went, you can zero out my bill and you can fire Michael. And the, uh, the sales manager went hey, like Kelly. And Kelly in the background's like, yeah, it's like, get Michael and get Paul. I don't remember if that's the sales manager's name. Get Paul right now. Um, and Kelly went, okay. Well, they're talking right now and like, get them both right now. And then uh, he's like, hold on one second, Stephen. I'm going to put you on speaker. Um, and went, Michael, you're fucking fired. <laughs> and uh, he went, no, don't say another goddamn thing. Paul, I'm going to deal with you in a second go. And then got back on the phone with Steven. He's like, (sighs) okay, that's done. He's gone. Now let's talk about Twitter. (laughs) And the let's talk about Twitter is not Steven. It's a let's talk about your wife. (laughs) I need you to delete the stuff. Um, and I did the whole, like, (laughs) Stephen's like, I promised that we would, uh, take down the stuff. I'm like, I'll take down the stuff when I have confirmation that the dude is gone for realsingtons and that we're not going to get charged. It took a couple days, but yeah, (laughs) I have mixed feelings about actually getting someone fired, but gonna be a dick you gonna you know get the consequences and they're like yeah uh you know the sales manager or uh the regional manager is like yeah we have had trouble with him before like a couple of like uh you know i don't want to have this discussion again but yeah no he's like like all the safety videos and everything i'm the guy in them like i take this shit seriously this is not the first person i've had to fire because of shit like this and uh yeah uh, it's crazy to know that that happened a couple of months ago, and now I'm hugging a friend and, you know, just gossiping like a gossipy bitch. It's great. But it is surreal. 
Good times. Good times. Did I feel a bit like a Karen? No. And by the way, I've discussed this with other friends of mine, but um, since I am Latina, um, Karens typically for us are Yolandas. Um, so there's that. But no, I didn't feel like a Yolanda. That was like one of those things where I was like, I don't want to be this jerk. Like Stephen and I met both at really shitty retail jobs. We know just like a, hey, da-da-da-da-da. Like, this is complete and utter crap. I shouldn't have to take this as an employee that only makes this much. But, oh my god. <laughs> like, just kept playing it over and over in my head. I'm like, are we the assholes? Uh, should have posted to Reddit. Like, am I the asshole here? But, should not have. I Don't, don't get on Reddit. Don't do that. Or if you do, please say nice things about me because nice things are nice. <sighs> but yeah, aside from that, uh, if you're fully vaccinated, I would love to hear from you at Obscure Chatter at T Dotally. Um, I hope that you're doing well. For us, the first shot, which I know that I mentioned on the show, was miserable. The second one, I really didn't feel anything. Steven felt all the things. Like, all the things had a really swollen arm and everything, and I didn't. It was wonderful. Uh, excuse me while I have a bit of my Hefeweizen. Uh. Mm. But um, I hope that everybody is doing well. I know that there are younger fans and we have amazing fans from all over the world that haven't been able to get their vaccinations yet. I really hope that you guys are on the way. And then I've got... Obviously, other friends, or let's say acquaintances, that have a lot of mixed emotions about taking the vaccine. And um, I just don't want to see them. I just don't. Um, uh, I still wear a mask, like, going anywhere. I just think that's a smarter, more courteous thing to do. Uh, like, the the woman that dropped off my groceries today... She wasn't wearing a mask, but she sure as hell showed me her vaccination card. She's like, I'm fine. And I'm like, well, if we're doing this, like, I'm fine, too. Um, But then, like, the asshole in me, I'm like, but courtesy, you could still be wearing a mask. Just saying. But you were nice, and you carried my Topo Chico, so uh, you kind of have me in a bit of a predicament right now. But yes, uh, for those who asked questions, I got one from Perpetually Offbeat this time and another from a long-time listener of that anime show and Obscure Chatter, and we chat a bit back and forth on Twitter. But uh, the first one I thought uh, is from Perpetually Offbeat, and they wanted to remain anonymous. I thought it was a really interesting question that I'm still struggling to think on but it's a good one it's nothing like if if you're a fan of obscure chatter if, um or if you're a former listener or still current listener of that anime show i do love random questions and this one is from anonymous not anonymous but like an anonymous you guys know what's one seemingly insignificant thing you wish you could do over 
I want everybody to think about that. Like something that probably didn't feel significant to you at all, but probably meant a lot to maybe someone around you or big a big deal to you down the line. That's how I'm interpreting it. But again, what's one seemingly insignificant thing you wish you could do over? Now, I'm sure there are several, but there is one that kind of sticks out to me immediately. Um, and it's something that I've talked about before, but there was a point um, a little after my dad passed where I had to put up like real talk. Death is horrible and it can be made so much worse by just not having the right people around. Um, so whenever I know a friend or a loved one is going through a death, like the biggest thing that you can do is just be patient. And there is kind of this grace period that I've discussed before, like when a friend or a loved one has had someone pass, they get a grace period of about two months uh, to be complete and utter shits if they want. And you just have to understand that they're going through a lot. And then after two months, you start kind of have to call them out more on their bullshit. Um, or in my case, uh, they just stop talking to me and eventually you figure out why. Uh, but anyways, there was a point where my mom had, uh, come to visit me. I was living in my dad's house in South Texas, dealing with a bunch of stuff, and I had put up a good chunk of my inheritance to become the executor of his estate. So I didn't really have a lot of money, but I, uh, I had enough to be comfortable because, you know, my dad's house was paid for and... But being in the country, I was right between San Antonio and Corpus Christi. So if you really wanted something, you had to go to one of those. And I much preferred going to San Antonio than Corpus, but I liked the movie theaters in Corpus because they were less crowded than going to the ones in San Antonio. But um, just as someone that's dr- making these one and like hour, hour and a half drives either way in um, an area that they're not super familiar with, you just go where you're comfortable and you feel safe. But, um, my mom happened to be in town, so, uh, we decided to go to San Antonio to just, like, walk around. You know, do the, everybody in San Antonio's, or that just happens to be visiting, is like, oh, I want to do the river walk, and maybe, uh, for me, I like to go into the wax museum, and, uh, I didn't really go to the Alamo, because, um, I, I remember it fondly. No, I don't. Um. I remember a school trip like in the fourth grade and I, I kind of felt like that was enough for me. And I get very weird vibes because, you know, a lot of people died there. Um, a lot of people have died everywhere. But, yeah, any kind of war area, I'm vamping. Anyways, uh, there was a point where we were in a busy street walking down and there was this family of four just sitting in the corner asking for enough money to get dinner for their family. And the kids looked emaciated and I was just in such a rush because my mom and I had like a dinner reservation. We were in such a rush that this woman like very much was like, you know, just like, please, my kids are starving. And I just zoomed past her and didn't give her a passing thought. I mean, I was 19 at the time and dealing with a lot, nothing compared to what this woman was likely dealing with. And her family was likely dealing with. But I was just so myopic in what I was going through that it wasn't until my mom, who is 
a very difficult person. It wasn't until my mom and I were sitting in the restaurant. She's like, you didn't even look back. And I had to be like, what are you talking about? Um, and I've thought about that family off and on since then, which is almost 20 years now. Uh, we walked back the same way to go back to the car and they were gone. Devil's advocate and like, oh, hey, you don't know that they were homeless, blah, blah, blah. But like, really what it is, is my humanity was not turned on. And you would think with everything going on that it would have been. But it haunts me. I wish I could go back in time and just throw them a few bucks. Or, you know, maybe just bite the bullet and buy them dinner. Like, what is, like, what is a a couple bags of, you know, chicken nuggets, burgers, blah, blah, blah. Or, like, hell, you know, groceries. What is that in the long run? Bothers me. It's one of my, one of my many, like, Jesus, Terry. There are a lot of things you think about and just know that you can't change them. And uh, I actually, since then, there there was a moment where a, uh, I was working at a club in Deep Ellum. Uh, a dude was just like, I just need two more dollars to be able to stay at the shelter tonight, please. I gave him four. Um, And... For that, when uh, a guy started following me back to the club and getting closer and closer, like I wasn't going to get back to my job before this guy caught me, uh, the guy that I gave four bucks to, um, he called out to the dude, made the dude stop following me and made sure I get to, uh, I got to, you know, back to the building. Um, So it was like a that took nothing for me to give that dude four bucks. And I didn't have a lot of money at the time. I was working at Guitar Center during the day, working at Red Blood at night, and trying to finish school. Uh, I was very tired, very broke. But, you know, doing little things that actually mean nothing to you just for the sake of maybe making someone's day a little brighter goes a long way. Um, and so, yeah, that, that is probably a darker answer to, than the one you were possibly looking for, but it is about, like, if you could do, like, just one thing over where you don't benefit at all. What would it be? Um, I want y'all to think on that, seriously. And then, uh, let's see, we got one more. All right, this... Okay, I really apologize because you and I have never spoken in person, and I've never seen—I've never said this name. So please forgive me, Stephen. The spelling is R E N A T E. How would you say it, Renette? That's how I would say it. If it's not Renette, um, spell it out phonetically and just like digitally slap me. Just be like, no, Terry, da. But your question, Renette, is, um, if I remember correctly, in an episode of that anime show, you guys, you guys meaning me, Tatum, and possibly Steven, and the guest of the week, possibly, gave advice to a man about to turn 20. Oh, God. 
I wonder what we told them. <laughs> um, do you have any thoughts or advice about entering the 30s? I turned 30 in about two weeks, and to be honest, I'm a little stressed about it. Any advice? Thank you for your question, Renette. Or Renata. I don't know. Um, I, I apologize again if I'm butchering your name. But uh, I don't know. See, it's so funny. So many actors are like, dude, stop saying how old you're getting. Like, why? Like, because then you're not going to be able to, like, play this younger da-da-da-da-da. I'm like, ah! I've kind of always sounded like this. I'd I'd like to think that if I had never smoked, my voice would sound a little different, but who knows? Um, But I'm 37. I was born on April 4th, 1984. I am a vintage millennial. Or whatever. Or nothing. I don't know. I don't know what that means, being a millennial. I was born in 1984. Do without what you will. Uh, So I'm still in my 30s. But I will say... I've noticed that being, you know, I I started being in this industry and being a professional in the industry of voiceover and really writing, pardon me, um, my first novel and starting to write other things and really coming into my own. I, I very much thought that who I was at 25 was who I was going to stay. And there was a stubbornness almost to it because I had been through a lot uh, in my late teens, early 20s, as uh, you guys have definitely picked up on over the years, that, I don't know, it was hard to, when I moved back from living in South Texas, it was hard to relate to people my age, but talking to, like, uh, you know, former teachers and friends from junior high and high school, they're like, well, you've always kind of had this, I want to hang out with the adults. <laughs> like, at the parties, I would hang out with, like, the friends, parents, and be like, kids, am I right, Carol? <laughs> um, And that really hasn't changed, but I'd say who you are in your 20s is just feeling out who you're going to be in your 30s. Uh, Like, I think about sometimes what I'm going to be like in my 40s, and I'm curious because I have no expectations. I didn't really have any expectations when I turned 30. The weirdest point, maybe TMI, uh, I was not talking to my mother. Uh, I was estranged at the time, and uh, Stephen, you know, threw me... uh, a little surprise, not a surprise part. I really don't deal well with surprises. That's the, such is the life of living with OCD. I don't, I really can't deal with surprises. I like to stick to a routine. And if like, it's going to be something new that I've never done before, I like to prepare. And when something unscheduled or just unforeseen happens, it is really hard not to get instinctively very angry. I've gotten better over the years, but it's still something that I deal with. But he was like, it's going to be something that, you know, I've always wanted to do with you. And uh, he took me and some friends horseback riding. And I hadn't ridden horses since I was a kid. 
And, you know, it was with some friends. And actually, the, the surprise was spoiled because I was like, who's coming? And uh, my friend Colleen happened to be pregnant at the time. And I went, oh, are Colleen and Patrick coming? And Stephen went, well, no, Colleen can't ride a horse. And then went, God damn it. <laughs> Uh, he was just so upset with himself for ruining the surprise. This is all Colleen's fault, really. But, um, I, and then, uh, after we all went horseback riding, uh, a bunch of us met up at my house and then we all went to go see Captain America Winter Soldier and just ate at a movie tavern and, uh, and it was great because I didn't expect it. I also have traditionally a so-so relationship with birthdays. Um, but I guess sometimes I think, I forget that that was a while ago and that I, you know, like thirties, they do have this, I think a lot of it is just what's forced on us through the media and just movies and televisions like, oh, you know, like the big three oh, like, look out. Um, Stephen, is anything springing to mind for you? From 20s to 30s? <laughs> That's all you want to tell her? Okay. Well, Stephen wants you to know that your knees are going to start hurting. Uh, I will say that was a funny thing where I'm a thick girl or whatever, but my knees started making a sound uh, when I bent over no matter what I did. And I do yoga every day and all this stuff. But I was like, is it, you know, like... You know, I know I'm a thickums girl and da da da. And my doctor was like, no, just welcome to your mid 30s. <laughs> like, I don't like that answer. She's like, I didn't either when they told me. And here we are. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just. <laughs> Turning 30 is what you want it to be. So let me see. Just don't don't overthink it. Like who I was when I was 25 is definitely not who I am at 37. Um who I was at 30 is not who I was at 37. Um I owned up to a lot of demons and definitely faced more along the way, but was Okay, here is something that I will think about. Uh, or I will tell you that I often think about, and it's something that uh, hanging out with friend, you know, my friends yesterday, we were talking about how COVID's definitely shown us who is a ride or die, and who is a fair weather. The ride or die friends that are in it with you no matter what, and the fair weather friends that really aren't friends. Fairweather friends aren't friends. They're acquaintances uh, or co-workers or, you know, neighbors. But I would be, I would say that I'm a lot more selective in who I let close to me now. Because, you know, just over time, um, and also owning up to the fact that not all relationships are supposed to last forever. Uh, there are friendships that run their, that have run their course. And I feel conflicted about that, but over therapy and, you know, just time and really looking at who's stuck around, 
uh, don't be too hard on yourself. You know, people change. You're going to change. And sometimes it's okay if the people that were with you at the beginning aren't on the same ride at you by the end. Man, that's just the nitty gritty of it. But thank you again. Uh, thank you for that question. So with Obscure Chatter, I really appreciate you guys taking your uh, taking the time uh, to listen to this old lady uh, as my friends and amazing colleagues continue to get vaccinated and continue to get braver and seeing each other. I will start booking guests soon, but I'm not going to rush anybody that just is a little shy to say yes, because I understand. But um, I hope you're enjoying these solo episodes, and I really do hope that you're doing well. With that said, I'm already into episode two of this amazing show, but I know Stephen wants to go because he doesn't have a beer. So Stephen needs a beer, and I, I just need you guys to have a great time. And until next time, something clever and witty could go here, but here we are.